It's time. The most listened to show on Sirius XM. The show that will change radio forever. The show that everyone will be talking about. The show starring the most interesting man in the business. Is not this show. Instead, Mike Babchick and his friends are taking you on a trip through the week that was on Mad Dog Sports Radio. They're discussing the biggest stories with the hottest takes from the channel. The week is over, and this is Mike Babchick's Morning After. after. Now, here is everyone's Morning After Regret, Mike Babchick. Okay, terrific, and welcome to Mike Babchick's Morning After, where we listen back to Mad Dog Sports Radio's best commentary of the week. All the gold on the biggest stories in sports and entertainment as Morning After continues to not take over the world. The buzz, non-existent. The show, critically crapped on. The show that is still here. For now, I know you were guzzling down all the programming all week long. You're a little hungover on this early morning, but I have the perfect cure for you. It's not more cowbell. Say it with me, my friends. It's more clips, more clips, more clips, more clips, more clips of Balooza. We got you covered this hour. Whose voice was that? As we recap all the happenings on Mad Dog Sports Radio, you let me, the lovable loser from Morning Men, the guy you know, and... No, guide you through the week that was on Channel 82. Now, don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Babchick's Morning After anywhere. That's anywhere. Anywhere you get nowhere. Your No, it's anywhere, Andrew Goldberg. Anywhere you get your podcast. Did I mention anywhere? Anywhere. Just don't say, do that, Ken. Just line. do it. You know, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe. <laughs> you know, every podcast does it, so I figured we should. All right, don't rate, don't review, don't review. <laughs> I don't know. I've never gotten a rating. If we were going to do a rating on this program, I mean, point five. What is it out of a hundred? On rate, no, NC five star out of five. Yeah, it's NC seventeen. That's the voice of uh, Brendan McCaffrey and Andrew Goldberg, who are the producers of Morning After. For now, they also, of course, work on uh, Morning Men with Evan Cohen, Mike Babchick, and Willie Cologne. We might get Eddie Erickson, the producer of Mad Dog Unleashed, uh, forever uh, later on in the program. Now, Brendan McCaffrey's here for the first time on Morning After, and I call this guy B Mad as he's very angry. He's Brendan McAngry. So, filling in for Eddie Erickson, I think you're going to fit right in. I'm planning on never coming back to this BS program ever again. This is a waste of my Saturday morning. Well, there you what go. What a joke. He's all excited. Yeah. <laughs> he really does sound like Eddie. I think this is going to work out just fine. Now, Mad Dog Chris Russo on Mad Dog Unleashed this week talked about all the sports, right? He's a big sports guy. Talked about all the sports. But he also talked about college football. Why? Because he went to a college football game in Wisconsin this past weekend. And Mad Dog's son, Colin, who goes to Wisconsin, they went to the college football game because Evan Cohen got him tickets. That's it. That's out there now. Mad Dog Chris Russo, though, I don't know if he exactly fits a tailgate. Listen to this. I can't believe. I I guess it's everywhere. I haven't noticed it as much at Notre Dame, and maybe it's because daughter doesn't, you know, imbibe as much. But boy, oh boy, do they party at these at these state schools? Oh my goodness, especially for eleven o'clock game. I went down there for turn the row on Saturday. This is at uh, no, this is at eight thirty, quarter to nine in the morning, and you would have thought it's New Year's Eve. I mean, you really would have thought it was New Year's Eve. It's New Year's uh, it Eve. was a cold, thirty-eight, thirty-five, thirty-eight degrees, dry. Of course, but he cold. knows the weather. But the partying and the beer drinking. And listen, 
Oh, the guy went to college. Listen. Oh, my you know? God. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, I did a lot of things I'm probably not so proud of either. But, boy, oh, boy. And it was a different kind of culture then. Community college culture? Uh, you know, it was probably more drug-related <laughs> than drinking-related. Now it's probably the other way. But I, I'll loops. tell you. And the kids at—and <laughs> I, I, I'll include mine there. The kids there at Wisconsin, uh, they, they love the 11 o'clock game. I mean, they're toasted early. They go to the game. Who's holding dogs' They come back, they pearls. take a nap. And then they go out there and they Old get necklace. toasted at night. <laughs> there's a, it, it, there's a, it's a Saturday. I understand that that they're let loose a little bit, but boy, oh boy, you gotta let loose a little bit on a, on a Saturday. Wow. So, Mando Chris Russo's big takeaway about college and Wisconsin and a tailgate is that 18 year olds get drunk. Yeah, you I don't think, say. I think my monocle fell out after having heard that because I'm, I'm just shocked, <laughs> just shocked oh, and God. appalled that, that college kids would be drunk. Does he have any conversation with anyone under the age of dead in his entire <laughs> life ever? He's a big fan of dead, yeah. as are you. I you're, know, I am Dr. Death. Yeah, you're a big dead guy. You're always bringing up stories on Morning Man um, that involve somebody dying tragically. You think that's very funny, but- Sometimes. You know, yeah, he's digging up the past. That's his podcast. He's literally digging and earthing people from the dead <laughs> To bring him on back. Mad Dog at the tailgate. He brings a transistor radio. And, of course, the transistor radio, he tried to put it on to listen to the Army-Navy game. Everybody wears a leather helmet. So, the big takeaway, college, drinking. No, man. Shot. And we got our first monocle reference by B-Mad over there. Won't be there. the last. Yeah, please tell me it's the uh, the last. Otherwise, uh, you might have to leave. Now, all this makes me do is miss college. You know, yeah, we drank in the morning. Yes, we had kegs and eggs. Yes, one time I woke up on the divider in a gas station. Another time I woke up to me rolling down a hill towards the highway without wearing pants. Isn't that just what college life is? Isn't that what it's all about? Yeah, you're supposed to not remember half the time you're there. That's the point. My best memories, I don't remember. You're supposed to experiment. You're supposed to do shit that your parents would not be proud of you if they found out happened. Hey, you know, Mike, I did have a question for you, though, actually. Were you in a fraternity? Were you a frat guy? Yeah, look, the best part about a frat is it does force you to become friends with people. No one's left out. All the losers are wanted. So, yes, I was one of those losers. I was in a frat in Albany. In fact, I was in two. Now, I didn't make it through the hazing process of Teak as my buddy Will got into a fight with the president, hit him over the head with a bottle in an elevator. And that seems I like a problem. Kicked, yeah, I, perhaps I kicked him while he was down. So my buddy Will got kicked out of Albany. So then I was actually begged after that, after I was sort of that one, to join a Jewish frat called A.E. Pi. A.E. Pi. Was... They had it in my college, too. <laughs> yep. I watched. Yes. Uh, I used to watch basketball. They had the bas- like the NBA league pass. So we'd watch Bulls games over there. Yeah, they're not exactly the coolest guys. You know what? They're watching Bulls games. Yeah, look, that was fine, though. But I actually said to them, I was like, you got to take my roommate who's not Jewish. And they're like, yeah, no problem. You know, at that point, they didn't really care. And I said, no hazing. I don't want to do the elephant walk like I did at the other place. Oh, you didn't want a little, uh, little, little paddling on the rear for you? I thought you liked that. The, a little more than the paddling. It was more like uh, the uh, the doctor's appointment, the proctologist. Oh, so, you like um, to be – oh, I see. You, But you like to be the one giving the paddling if we're going to be paddling asses. Well, if we're going to be paddling asses, then yes, I'd like to do the paddling. All right? All I right, think that that's totally sense. fair. They agreed to the terms, and I got through that process, but I tried to bang a senior brother's girlfriend, and then I was actually thrown out of that frat. So I was actually kicked out of two frats, which wasn't good. Because then I had a beef with two frats at the exact same time. And each Friday night, 
I go to the lamppost and I get my ass kicked by one or the other. In fact, one night, Abe, <laughs> what is this I West Side for... Story? You got the. I'm not kidding. Got... It... <laughs> Everybody hates you. You got the Jets and the Sharks trying to kick your yeah. ass all the time. Yeah. They didn't snap though. They just would beat me up. In fact, one one night, Abe Pie waited for Teak to kick my ass, and after they did so, they threw me out on the street. And Abe Pie was waiting, and they started beating me up. So that's what we call the business a day night doubleheader. Oof. Now that's college. And what a week yo, it was. Yo, yo, Mike, what's going, what's going on, on, bro? What's yo. going on? Hey, what's, what's happening? What's hey. going on here? What's going on, <laughs> what? Hey, it's Mike. It's Mike, guys. Right? You know, we're actually broadcasting morning after live from the, the Sirius XM studios on a Saturday morning. Am I not supposed to be in here? This is my guy. Where oh, are you yeah, at? Facilities now? What's going on? Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Am I in the wrong studio? You are. You are. You are. <laughs> hey, Mike, do you, do you know these guys' names? Yeah. Because he clearly doesn't know your name, and when he doesn't know your name, he's like, Hey, my guy! Yeah. Hey. It's the first! Love you! He's my guy over here, huh? That's my guy. Yo, Mike, what are you doing anyways? What type of show are you doing, Wow, man? this is Babchick's Morning After. It's a recap show. You want more clips? Yeah, yeah, oh, You know what? Then, 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 before you kick us out of this studio, I'm going to give you another clip, because that's what you want. You want more clips, right? Let's go. Yes, I am. You are? Yes, I am. <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> now, I thought the craziest game of Week 10 was the Steelers and the Lions ending in a tie. That's right, a tie in the National Football League. Certain players on the Steelers had no idea that a game could end in a tie in the NFL, and who could blame them, right? I mean, all they did was play football. They didn't watch football. You know, they're yeah, that's true. like us. Yeah, not important for them to know the rules of the game that they're being paid millions of dollars to play. I mean, nobody cares about that. They don't need to know that. You know, go ahead. Tie the, the winless Detroit Lions. That's, that sounds really good. Lay down and die at home like dogs. I totally agree. So the Steelers and the Lions end in a tie, and we talked about that. I'm Morning Man with Evan Cohen, Mike Babchek, and Willie Colon. If we still have a tie after 10 minutes of overtime, let's get the kickers out there. Let's have a field goal competition. And it's so exciting and so dramatic. The NFL could have something that adds to their sport. We already love it. Here's something that could be even better. Wrong. A kickoff competition where everybody, no. everybody would be out everybody. there and they would be watching. No. That would go through give, the roof. Give, and, give the details on what you want for the field goal competition. Are we allowing the defense to try to block the field yeah, goal? Yeah, give, give your description. Absolutely of what this not. Is. You got a kicker out there completely alone. All so you're talking about a long snapper, holder, yep. kicker. That's, That's it. it. So there's three guys no. out there. you got to yes. have the actual field goal team, Mike. No? Nope. Get them all off. I want the pressure that these guys are just all alone. I want that kicker to be sitting there. Of course you have a holder. Of course you have a snapper. But that's it. And I, then you go back I, and you forth. You know why now. I do like it? Because you've been on a football team. Of Who are the three have. closest people on the football <laughs> team? Like, I, like it's, not D, it's not the DB room. Long it's not snapper, D-line. holder. Yeah, those, oh, those are the three amigos. So if you follow any NFL yep. team or if you've been to any NFL practice, when the team's on one field, the long snapper – Holder and kicker on another field to themselves. Yeah. They're they're, they're kind of like they like these three little amigos, these three little assassins. They stay together. They know each other really well. They're intimate. They their count. families hang out. They're kind of like their own little island. I kind of like team. it. Yeah, and it saves everybody. And the defense isn't going to run out there and get more tired. No, it's over for the offensive defense. You had your chance. You didn't do anything with it. You didn't win a game. Now it's up to those three. So we put it at the twenty-five yard line, and then that team goes, and then the other team goes, and we <laughs> continue to go back botch? five yards. One more thing we got to add to this field goal kicking competition. I think Willie's with me on this one. I am. If you're going to have the kickers out there, the fans could do whatever they want. But I think even more so, you should bring the hottest chicks Smoke in all the shows. land 
Only just smoke standing shows. There. Only smoke shows standing there at the end, underneath the goalposts, <laughs> showing their boobs. Yep. Show your boobs and <laughs> mm-hmm. have the ultimate distraction for these kickers. And let's see if they can get through that. If you can have uh, thunder sticks, you should have thunder boobies. Boom. <laughs> thunder sticks, thunder boobies. Yep. Put on a shirt. <laughs> yeah, Mike, man. I love boobies, man. <laughs> Love them. <laughs> See, I think that's the perfect way to settle the score. Of course, that clip was from Morning Man with uh, Evan Cohen, Mike Babchick, and Willie Cologne. Why not? It would be a distraction. And look who it is. It's Scott Messina. Scott Messina joining hey. us. A little, late to the, a little late to the program there, Scott, the producer of uh, Morning After 4 now. as Scott, I'm sure you have a better plan than me there with the tiebreaker scenario. Uh, go ahead. Give it a shot. Wait, Mike, Mike, though, first of all, what do you mean you have to have women underneath the goalposts showing their boobs and everything? Are they the cheerleaders? How did they get into the on the field? Do they have tickets? Do they pull them from the stands? I don't. Un- I really don't understand here. Oh, what, how literal does that make Scott. any sense? Uh, literal Scott. Brendan, now you know Thanks, how Captain Obvious is. He's literal. literal Scott. Oh, yeah, my I mean, God. be careful. They might Listen, get hit in the head with a football. Be careful. Literal Scott. Oh, boy. Shame on you, Scott. Shame on you. Let's give Brandon McCaffrey a shot here. Who's Brandon? Let's give Barry McCaffrey a shot here. Now, Bart, the question is, how do you break a tie in the NFL? Well, usually one team scores to break the tie via field goal or touchdown. Now, that's how you do it. Sometimes that happens to break the tie. We could do that. But you got any better ideas than the NFL? Yes. uh, Everyone has better ideas than the NFL. What was wrong with sudden death? Isn't that the best possible term for your overtime? Sudden death? Death? (laughs) Death, dying, suddenly. Always on death. Always death. <laughs> it never ends. I lean right into death. The team scores, they win. What, well, let's see if team what, doesn't ha- score. What happened? what happened in this country? Everybody gets a chance. Ooh, no. You. Hey, we won the toss. We got the luck. We get the ball. We're going to ram it down your throat. But let's say you don't. You just keep going. Someone's got to die. That's all that matters. <laughs> death on the field. If anyone <laughs> yes. dies, then that's sudden death, and then the game is over. Let the bodies hit the floor. If they die, they die. <laughs> that was the worst Drago I've ever heard. That was horrible. At least try to put it I'm not, in I'm a not trying. To, I, I don't, I, listen, if I don't care. If they die, they die. If they die, they die. I'm not a good impressionist. I don't care. If they die, they die. Let Drago handle the full impression. I, I got it. We'll work on Drago. We're, we're going to book Drago for the next Patrick's Morning After. <laughs> You want them to play until death. Let's see. it's still tied after 10 minutes. You want them to keep going? Keep going. We have to have a result. And people are going to say, oh, a tie is a result. No, not in this country. You don't tie in death. You're either dead or alive. They're, you're not in, I guess you in a coma, but still. All right, well, now we know. We learned something today. According to uh, BMAD, a coma is a tie. Who knew that a coma is actually a tie? Imagine the presidential election just ended in a tie. Like, that's what the NFL's got going on. It just ends. Now we have two presidents. Now they can just point at each other when things go wrong. Well, he did. Like no, the no, Spider-Man meme. The Spider-Man meme. Yeah, there yep. It is. Yeah. Yep. Hey, that's a Spider-Man presidents. meme. We'll all just say it's a Spider-Man meme. Let's all just do it. It's a Spider-Man <laughs> meme. Now, hey, what Mike, about did you know war? that? That reminds me of the Spider-Man oh, meme. What that's he just a Spider-Man said. meme. Yeah. yeah, it's a Spider-Man meme. Now, here we go. Now, I'm going to be like dog here. Right, let's get the schedule up. Let's figure it out, Eddie. Give me the schedule. Eddie gave me the schedule here. I can barely read it. I don't have my glasses. Let's go through the schedule here of America Wars World War One. Oh, that's a win. Big win. Okay. We came in, right. saved the day at the end. That's a win. Now, what's the next one, Mikey? Oh, it's World War II. World War oh, II? Overwhelming win. What a victory. Oh, just iconic. Uh, Vietnam War was a tie. I think that's a tie. I think you got to take the big L on that one. Mm, Operation Desert Storm? 
a win. That shouldn't even <laughs> even have been on the schedule. Uh, East Coast versus West Coast. You know, Tupac and Biggie. Who won that one? That's a tie. Nobody won. They're both dead. <laughs> that's a tie. Yeah, that's a tie. That, that would be a tie. So America makes the playoffs. I mean, they're a hell of a team, right? A lot of wins. They're the 85 Bears, 15-1, and one, and they sweep to the playoffs. They're not the 72 Dolphins. I don't know what country is. Everyone's got a loss. Everyone's got a loss. This is where we lose, Mike. I mean, you, <laughs> I'm ready to go home. <laughs> and by the way, every woman you've ever slept with in your life said the same thing. Yeah, I'm ready to oh, go home. Oh uh, Yes, yes, of Possibly course. before things even started. Yeah, you lost me on sports. You had me at war. But you lost me on sports. All right, before we uh, get out of the studio and switch it up, AT, you, you like that idea? Like, how would you break the tie in the NFL? Quiero que sigan jugando y, y siga haciendo como lo están haciendo. Right. Okay, now Pat McAfee, uh, he talked about the NFL week as well as he talked about Cam. Cam Newton is back. Here's Pat McAfee in a Pat McAfee show. They're football guys. The Cam Newton comeback for the Carolina Panthers has been storybook. Cam Newton actually said after the game, you couldn't make up a better lie than this. You mm -hmm. couldn't make up mm -hmm. a better lie. Just last week, he said I was eating cereal. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'm up here alongside Robbie Anderson looking like the, the Carolina, Carolina boys on the football field. We throw touchdowns. I see what they People did People calling them yeah. the... The much more athletic, handsome, and successful <laughs> island boys. Yeah. Oh, now he explains the press it. conference okay. they did afterwards right next to each other where Cam Newton took a selfie. It seems like all systems go. Seems like, unlike the International Space Station, allegedly, oh. Oh, everything is oh, fine boy. and dandy what happened up there? down in Carolina. <laughs> he only knew a couple plays. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. sure of it. Yeah. And he got touchdowns on both of them. I'm not saying nobody else on Earth could have done what Cam Newton was able to do yesterday, but him taking the team into a huddle on the sideline, him dancing on his way back in, uh, one, one pinky, one finger, one thumb, uh, all love. He's back in the golf cart. It seems like... The Panthers now 5-5 five and five, are ready to get over the hump, and Cam Newton might be the guy that does it. He looked fast. What? Uh, decisive. What? Uh, his throw was on target. What? Uh, with zip. What? Looked what? fluid. What? And screaming, I'm back, it was electrifying. Yeah. I'm back. It wasn't that electrifying. The one thing I would say about Cam, if you're going to scream, I'm back. It's got to sound like Schwarzenegger on back, or you drop your balls on the table. Instead, Cam Newton's like, I'm back. I'm what back. is that? I'm back. Back in the New York group. What is that? <laughs> Was his ball stepped on? What's up, Babchat? Hey, what's up, my oh. man? Good to see you, man. Oh. All right, well, good to see you. You don't want to come in? No, he's not coming in. All right, a lot more to get to right here on Babchat's morning after is we're going to talk about male bonding. What? Huh? Prison. Uh -huh. And affairs. Huh? Yeah. That's all coming up next right here on Mike Babchick's Morning After. Welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After. You think your hangover's bad now? <laughs> it's about to get a whole lot worse. Here's Mike Babchick. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 82. We recap the week that was with my friends, Scott Messina, who's only here because he also works at a pizza place right around the corner from me, so I get free slices. For now, Brendan McCaffrey, I think he's a friend. He's I ain't a producer. your friend. I ain't your okay. friend, buddy. Not, not a friend? I'm not your pal, guy. All right, producer of Morning Man. Not Men. gonna happen. Okay, and then there's the other producer of Morning Man and Morning After uh, today, Andrew Goldberg, not a friend. Absolutely not. Not, not a friend. Now, Mando Chris Russo at times also has... Also not a friend. 
Not a friend. Not a friend. Well, Russo on Mad Dog Unleashed, he was talking about this tailgate that he went to at Wisconsin, and I guess he likes to go up to kids and bring up the stuff the kids talk about. He's always got his finger on the pulse, and here he is once again, Mad Dog, telling the world about his quiz to the young youths of America. I did not meet one person who had, forget seen, who had heard of Shawshank Redemption. I said, what? Well, yeah. Not one. I mean, now, my son has seen it because I make him see it. That, to me, is a top five movie of all time. It's great for God. For God it's, a, it's a male bonding movie if there ever was one. Wow. <laughs> I, I, these kids, what? What, what, what? When did that come out? What do you mean? Well, who cares when it came out? I mean, God, when I, when I went to school in the mid-70s, or you know, I had heard of From Here to Eternity. 1770s. I had heard of African Queen. I had heard and seen Best Years of My Lives. Wrong. And that's 25 years ago. You know, because those movies were made in the early 50s. That's not the name of the I movie. I had obviously seen Gone with the Wind in 1939. Wizard of Oz. I was shocked. You know I'm going to play the musical quiz. Why? God, if you think they've heard of the Mamas and the Papas, or if you think they have heard of Crosby, Stills, and Nash, even the Doors, Blank Stairs. What? Were they, what songs? You haven't heard of the Doors? I mean, I had trouble getting them to hear the Eagles. I was shocked. What? Now, I don't know any of the music that they listen to today, but you would Obviously. think that you know they would have heard of Light My Fire or something. Come on, baby. Uh, nothing. I, I was See? shocked me. Shocked me. Shocked me. Kids are hot stuff. You know, and the funny thing is they've never heard of the radio. The high heat. They love that high. They never heard of the radio. The concept of radio. They don't put the radio on in their car. They've never heard of it. Peter King. Uh, at four o'clock, or Ira, if they fell out. But boy, the few that were on top of it, high heat. Right. Love the high heat. Yeah. They must be listening to old Pat McAfee or watching. <laughs> or watching on YouTube. <laughs> so he threw, he threw that in there. That's Mad Dog Chris Russo. So you're trying to tell me the 18-year-olds don't know when the uh, Dog Weekly spot is with Peter King? Why would they know that? And also, in what universe would Ira Kaufman fall on college kids while they're tailgating? Could that ever happen? We're literal, no. literal, Scott. Ira Kaufman's falling all over college kids. <laughs> well, that's just funny, though. <laughs> the thought of I would know Ira if he fell on me during a tailgate. Imagine that you're drinking, you're having a good time. Hey, you got brats over there. Hey, who's doing the bro? Oh, jeez, who's this? Oh boy, Ira Kaufman fell on me. Yeah, can you dog? Can you please move? If I'm obsessed with death, dog is obsessed with people falling on other people. Did dog have some sort of traumatic experience growing up that somebody did fall on him? That every single thing is, well, you wouldn't know him if he fell on him. I mean, that probably happened. Somebody fell on Dog, and I, who are you? I don't even know you. I don't even know who you are. Now get off yeah, my who leg. Did, who did he meet in 1974 that fell on him, and now he knows who that, that person is? Burt Reynolds? I mean, who was it? You know, B. Arthur fell on me as a child. Left a bruise. <laughs> now let's start quizzing 18-year-olds here. It's all about the quizzes. It's all about challenging the children. But Shawshank Redemption is a male bonding film? Why? There's a PSA that shows you not to go to prison? Is that the bonding he's talking about? The male bonding of Shawshank Redemption? That dropped the soap territory. That's not a movie you watch with your boys and go, all right, this makes me feel better about myself as a man. Let's go. That's Rocky. Rocky's a male bonding movie, right? You achieve something. You're the underdog. Here you are all together. Shawshank Redemption, 
All I want to do is not bond with males after watching Shawshank Redemption. Hey, uh, guys, why don't we grab a six-pack? We'll watch Escape from Alcatraz. We'll, we'll see Clint Eastwood trying to trying to prevent backdoor penetration and, and pick up the soap. Oh there is a soap-dropping scene in that movie, by the way. My favorite is he's admonishing these children about not seeing all this crap from the 40s and the 50s, which, why would they? And the movie, he says, Best Years of My Lives, which is not the title of the movie. So he can't even wow. properly <laughs> admonish the, the kids. And the mamas and the papas, really? You, the only thing interesting about the mamas and the papas is that Mama Cass died choking on a ham sandwich, apparently, or allegedly. <laughs> Back to death, once again. Always. Uh, you know, some other male bonding movies for Mad Dog Chris Russo. Uh, Casablanca, he's a, he thinks that really brings guys together. Um, when Harry met Sally... You know, that coleslaw scene he's really into. And Schindler's List. He thinks these are all real big male bonding films where, you know, just it brings guys together. There's nothing like grabbing your popcorn, a six-pack, going over to your buddy's house and watching Schindler's List. I can't think of a better way to spend two and a half, three hours. I'll tell you. You know, Shawshank, that's a male bonding film. How do you guys not know that? Now, I wonder if Steve Torrey, uh, I guess uh, he wasn't there during that big uh, college tailgate for Mad Dog. He was too busy watching Shawshank Redemption with a few of his buddies. Tory's a Ted Two guy. He, that male bonding film. That's right up Tory's alley. How about Tory? He gave an NFL midseason report this week on Mad Dog Daily weeknight, six p.m. Eastern time. Now remember, we you know we I'm still have almost half the uh, you know some teams have seven games left, others have eight. We're past the midway point. Oh, we are. So there's plenty to evaluate, but there's so many things that still are left unanswered. Oh. And it's and it's going to be a fun postseason ride. Either way, it it's really going to be is, interesting. With all these teams be being in the fun. mix. Uh, you know, when you're going to get down to week 16, week 17, and now week 18, or remember, week 18 is going to spill into the first week of January. And that's going to be some good theater to try to figure out who's going to get these postseason spots. Theater. And, you know, who gets the home field, too. And Rogers uh, with Pat today on the Pat McAfee show, also McAfee, Pat McAfee show, <laughs> Pat McAfee. Say, uh, also pointed yes. out that the NFC early on had the look of the uh, conference that was more elite, but maybe not anymore. It's a good point. And so, you know, uh, look, it's what's it, a good point. What's the bottom line is you're going to get some great entertainment value now these next few weeks leading up to, uh, you know, the James. when we get to 2022 and determining huh? these seven postseason spots in each conference. Is he okay? <laughs> I don't know it what sounds like, It sounds like he's really good at reading the schedule. There's going to be games. They're going to go on to uh, January of some year, and that'll be that. Teams will win. It's going to be fun. Teams will lose. <laughs> huh? <laughs> games. There'll be games in 2021, <laughs> and those games will then end. And then we'll have more in 2022. And that, was, of course, was brought to you by the uh, Matt uh, Pacafi show. Excuse me, uh, Pat Mac- Pacafi Mac- 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 and a Pacafi back in the Pacafi show and Schmack and Foe show. Excuse me, back in the back in the show. <laughs> and so that's that. <laughs> Tori with the midseason report there in the NFL. Imagine I had a mid-marriage report like halfway through, which I think I'm I'm just around. Like I probably got ten years left. When the kid is 12, my third child, I could leave. I've done enough. No. I, I sat through the first one all 18 years. I gave another 18 years there with the second. The third one already knows I'm a pretty good dad. I think by the time in 10 years, my little Billy, the extra baby, I call him extra extra, he'll understand why I'm leaving. I think I got 10 years left. This is my mid-marriage report.
I think you needed a marriage wonderlick before you even got into this. Like, what would you have scored on a marriage wonderlick? Like, like a two? Like, basically, you whatever could, you could say Young your got. name. Whatever, you could whatever say, Vince Young had. You could say your name, and maybe <laughs> you could put on the marriage wonderlick who your you know wife was going to be. Maybe you'd mention Beth's name. Other than that, you would have failed miserably. So we could have avoided all this. And if there was a marriage combine, Mike wouldn't have even gotten picked. You're right. I, I got a failing grade in stamina, in height, in length, definitely in length. I could run a 40 drill. I run to the store and get a 40. <laughs> that would have been, Beth should have had like the tape measure out there. Should have had the jugs gun, like firing balls at you. Instead of the broad jump, it's the broad hump where they grade how well you can thrust. You're terrible at that. Yes! Uh, look at Scotty getting a little dirty there. Broad humping, I wouldn't mind that exercise. I don't know about balls being thrown at me. Maybe we pass on that. But if this was the mid-marriage report, there's no doubt about it. The Babchicks are pretenders. We're not contenders. But we're playing through the season. In fact, the Babchick family went to a party this past weekend, and we discussed all that happened. On Morning Man with Evan Cohen, Mike Babchick, and Willie Cologne. I went to a party on Saturday. Jerry the Ice Cream Man. That's my, that's oh, who my, cares? My Nobody cares. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Get ready to hit it a lot. It's a long story. All right, he gets catering from this great place, right? Smokehouse. It's a great place. Justin, the owner, is a huge foul. Big-time guy. So I text huge him. Foul. If, Huge foul. So they cater and everything. They sent over brisket. I text them afterwards, your brisket is so moist, so good, it actually made my wife wet. I have, I have, that was Saturday. I haven't heard from him since. Is, I don't blame is that him. Not a, is that not a good slogan? I think that would be the, the greatest slogan. So, yeah, all right, there was that. So. All right, a couple other things. Number one, my buddy Jerry had a cake that was shaped as a bat because, you know, his son's into baseball. Same color oh, and everything bat. as his penis. It looked like a penis. It was okay. it was molded from his penis. That's number one. Number one, um, oh, my buddy's wife <laughs> came up to me and said, you know, during your birthday party in 2007 or 8 um, at Whiskey Park at a bar in, in near Central Park, I had sex with my now husband in the bathroom. Like, that should have been me. It was my birthday. I should have known about that. And number one, I was talking to another girl from high school for a while. My wife. Good dick. Obviously, yeah, no, no, yeah. She might think that. She might think that. Well, my wife came fire. over, and my wife came over, and she goes, you know who you're talking to? You know that I'm married to this loser? And I was like, oh, boy, and Beth is drinking. So I was like, Beth, relax. I'm just talking. No big deal. She knows I'm married. How would she know? It's not like you wear a wedding ring. Ooh. And then she said, stay yeah, and then, woke. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then she said, look, by the way, my husband's only talking to you so he can remember you later when he spanks it. Okay. Then this. Beth yeah, said this? this? Beth said that. Shut and up, so bro. So then this nice woman named Catherine. Yeah. Beth was drunk. Beth was drunk. Beth gets a little rowdy. That's what I like about her. She's crazy. And then, you know, Catherine was like, all right, I guess I'll walk away. And she's like, yeah, you better walk away. And by the way, he's got a tiny penis. What the hell, Damn. man? Closing line. And yo, I tell you, I was into it because she was are. looking at me like I still got it, and she's right, I do got it. Is it the haircut? I don't. I, maybe it's the haircut, but this one, Catherine, obviously in my wife's eyes, she thought Catherine wanted me. Huh? So what do you uh, say? No. The moral of the story <laughs> is, I still got it. I do still got it. And, you know, Willie was really getting into me, uh, you know, putting the uh, hot lamp over my head. And it was like, well, why did you think that she wanted you? And I said, I'll tell you why. Because right away I went with the big line. I said, oh, I know your sister. You're much hotter than your sister. And right there I knew she was melting. Your self-awareness just doesn't exist, does it? You just I go think, out there. Frankly, I think it's through the roof. There are well, times on, it's me... amazing as a woman would ever speak to you. Oh! oh! 
All I'm saying is sisters have a rivalry. And her whole life, I'm sure she was told that her sister was better looking than her. Because that's the truth. So I flipped it, reversed it, and I had her at that line. Oh, the reverse psychology worked? That's how, no. that's how you're thinking? No, I lost her after the, she noticed the two zits on my head and the fact that I was married and that I had a drunken wife who was screaming and yelling. Okay, fine. That's what I lost how you, her. How do, you keep, how do you keep the drunken wife away? See, this is what you need to be. You need to plan better. This is all in the planning. You have to keep her away, keep her drinking. I'm not or, trying to I mean, cheat. What do you mean all the fun? I'm not trying to cheat on my wife. Sure what about I'm trying that? to do is just have some fun and be friendly at a kid's party. Kid's, by the way, it was how a, old is this kid, by the way? It was an eight-year-old boy's kid birthday party. <laughs> did I mention that? That was the party. Think, I don't no, think you did. I, well, yeah. And then, you know, she was picking up her kid. So you're getting liquored up at these, and your wife's getting liquored up at these parties. Yeah. How do you get through a kid's party? Don't go. By the way, uh, the word moist, why does that bother women so much? Like, are there words that bother you a lot? Like when it's said? Yeah, moist is one of those words. Now, I was explaining the brisket as... The brisket guy finally did respond. He's like, you know what? I will use that as a slogan. All right, finally. It made my wife wet. I mean, that's just moistness. But yeah, there's that word. Is there any word that is grotesque that I don't like? Yeah, to like other people. Kumquat? Kumquat seems fine. There's no real word that would offend me. Well, except for maybe charity. Kindness would be one. I love you. Cleanliness, loyalty, honor, pride. Those words I'm bothered by, but uh, kumquat? No, kumquat seems just fine. Seems fine. Since we're doing Bab Tricks Morning After live from the Sirius XM studios uh, live here on this Saturday morning for the first time, and this is, I mean, what an honor, Bob Gallerstein, who does all the updates throughout the day here on Mad Dog Sports Radio, is here with a sports update. Bob Gallerstein, take it away. Mad Dog Sports Radio. Sports Bite. And Mike, it was quite a night for you in the Babchick household. There was less action than players on injured reserve. Oh. And that's because Babchick's appendage was on injured reserve, with multiple reports saying perhaps permanent IR. And there was another record. Beer consumption. Mm. Babchick consumed six pints of IPAs in under an hour. And that led to another Babchick record. Trips to use the facilities. Unfortunately for other members of the Babchick household, his aim in the male reading room was quite off the mark, much Mm. to the disgust of Beth and their kids. And that should be enough for now. For Babchick Morning After, this is Bob Gallerstein. Mm. (laughs) All right, a lot more to get to on Babchick's Morning After as we're going to talk about beef. Oh, 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 it's what's for dinner. Flags uh, and fetishes. Oh, oh, yes. That's all coming up next right here on Baptics Morning After. The best meets the worst. The best stories from the week recapped by the worst host on the channel. This is Babchick's Morning After. Ah, yes. Welcome back to Mike Babchick's Morning After right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 82. We recapped the week that was... Or wasn't, as Eddie Erickson always says. And don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Babchick's Morning After anywhere you get your podcasts. And Brendan, now you know how the sausage is made. And now you're realizing, not a very good sausage. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think I knew that right away. (laughs) And of course, Scott Messina is with us as well, the producer of Morning After. It's a lot of sharing going on today. Scott, right now, right now, we're going to do a brand new segment. Right now, we're going to do a brand new segment with Scotty Messina called Scotty Doesn't Know. Scotty Doesn't Know. 
Oh, yeah. Scotty, do you know how to change a tire? No. All right, there was a brand new segment, Scotty Doesn't Know, <laughs> on Babchick's Morning After. <laughs> the NFL Week 10 was in the books, previewing Week 11. What a week it was here on Mad Dog Sports Radio. What a week it was. <sighs> but on Morning Men. <laughs> How about those Rams? <laughs> on Morning Men, we talked about the, well, the New York Jets and Mike White being a complete fraud. And by the way, I never said that Mike White was going to be better than Tom Brady. That's just insanity. I never was on the Mike White bandwagon. But the big football story of the week was my son's flag football. Huge. Play- Huge. Oh, God. Oh, it's a 10-year-old boy. Flag football matters. Here we go on Morning Men. With Evan I Cohen. had my son's uh, flag football playoffs that started on Saturday. And we're the Texans. My son's always on the worst team in every single league, every sport he plays. And we only won two wins all year, so no big deal. So the playoffs start if you win, you advance, right? So I had a Saturday game. No big deal. Biggest underdog on the board. We set it at 13 and a half on the sidelines, and I literally bet with another father. <laughs> Straight up truth. And I bet against my team. Okay? No First way. game. Why not? What's yep. wrong with 9 a.m. Saturday. All right, I have the bet in. Somehow we win. Devastating. So I lost $20 to... You know, another dad. Good for you. Adam Nusson. Now I have to play again 1 p.m. Saturday. That's awful because that's right in my lunchtime on Saturday. I like to start drinking. So that's brutal. That wins my lunch plans. But whatever. Because, you know, we'll lose. Then we don't, we don't want to play on Sunday. So no shower. Taking on the undefeated 8-0 Bucks. Game starts. All of a sudden, everything's going wrong for the 8-0 Bucks. They have not lost a game yet this year. <laughs> but Ryan Coletti, who's also the best player in baseball, he pitches and hits, is in Vegas because his dad took him to a Raiders-Chiefs game. So they're a mess. They don't have their quarterback. Disaster. We win. This is awful. I'm rooting against my son. Openly rooting against my son. Now we have to play Sunday. You bet at against 10. your son. Why is so it now awful? we're creeping into when I'm supposed to go to the <laughs> we're, Jets we're, game. We're I through the to get looking there real class early. Here. So Sunday at 10 thirds to Sunday it's at 10 30 because there was a rain delay in the other one. So now we got game three. So no big deal. We're, we're going to lose. Joey catches a ball, which is my son. I'm all pumped up. Three yards. Only three yards, but those stats don't count. So now we have a moral. All we have to do is lose. We win. Now we have to play the Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday at 11.30, which was pushed back to noon. I got to go to the Jets game. So now we're playing in the Super Bowl, Why? the Texans. And naturally, you know, at this point, I finally, for the first time all weekend, I start rooting for my son. Because, like, what do I care now? Let's win. All right, I'm all in. I'm a dad. So naturally, we're up 29-22. The other team scores a touchdown. It's now 29-28. This is the last play of the game. Instead of going for the one-point conversion and tying it, what do you see? Exactly like Kansas, whoever that coach is, they go for two. We lose the Super Bowl. I'm late for the Jets game. The other team is celebrating with pizza and a trophy. I said, this is, this is ridiculous. I, I, the whole weekend, I'm rooting against them, and now we win. Joey, come on, come on. We're going to go over to the winning team. We went over to the winning team. I'm schmoozing with the other coach. Me and my son not only got pizza from the other team, there was one extra shirt. No, uh, that was there. That said, we are the champions. And I said, Joe, get that shirt. Grab that shirt. And Joe grabbed that shirt and put it on and walked out. And when we went to the Jets game, he was wearing his We Are the Champions shirt. And I took a picture with the trophy. And for all we know, in three years, we'll forget this ever happened. My son won the Super Bowl. My son won the Super Bowl. So there you have it. Root against your kids. We are the champions, baby. <laughs> Only you could go from rooting and betting against your children. Well, one child. To then rooting for them. And then they lose because oh, yeah. you're a total mush. Well, that's that's the story of my life. Total mush. And it's a beautiful story. 
And you realize, guys, Rob Randazzo just walked in here, so this is just a random dude from SiriusXM who I say his name and nobody knows who he is. How you doing, Babs? Hey, how you doing? All right, get the yeah. hell out of here. Yep. You don't see know you later. All right, see you later, buddy. Get the hell out of here. I just said his name, Andrew. Pay attention. Now, how about JT the Brick? Brick at night, weeknights, 10 p.m. Eastern time, as he talked about the greatest head coach of all time. We all know his name, Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan's the greatest to ever do it. He's America's coach for a reason, and apparently Rex Ryan went after the current Jets head coach, Robert Sala, who's not exactly Rex Ryan. You're going to love what JT the Brick had to say about this big beef with Rex crushing Salah in the defense. Rex is right about one thing. You know, Rex, Rex had his note card with him there. Rex really looked hard at Robert Salah's defensive coordinator record with the Niners and the bad years that were there because Rex needed that in the interview. And, man, he dropped it like a daisy-cutter bomb when he was comfortable with it. A what? Jet fans. What, what do you that? think of that? Is, is that good? That? Could that get the Jets going, is. or does this just embarrass you more? That, that's the reason why Babchek has the, the BBW show, the yeah, weekend show. That's right. Just to play stuff like that. You're damn right. Between a former head coach and a current head coach who were both with the same franchise. That is tremendous for the BBW. Get that on the BBW, as I like to say. Well, here it is. The BBW is Babchek Broadcasting Worldwide, and here you are. Live on morning after you see, I, I see. I'm worldwide. giving wide boats and hoes, boats and hoes. <laughs> Andrew Goldberg saying that makes it so interesting. <laughs> I don't know if that makes it more funny or not funny at all. I don't know, but there is a big beef. Of course, you go with Rex Ryan, and that's why this show is. No, that's not why this show is here. This is ultimately the battle between two losers: Rex Ryan, who's a loser, who was a mediocre coach. Great, he got the team to a couple AFC championships. Who cares? Versus Robert Sala who is currently a loser. He's going to be blown out of the league as a head coach in the next two years, and then he's going to go back to being a probably moderately successful defensive coordinator, and then you're going to get another guy that Rex Ryan can trash. It's the same cycle with the Jets every time. Basically, spread your legs, you're going to get kicked in the rocks every Sunday, no matter who the coach is, whether he likes feet or not. Don't talk about Rex like that. That's not fair. He's got that foot fetish, which is okay. What's your fetish? Do you watch porn with only men who are bald? (laughs) (laughs) that's the only thing oh that's the only thing that can get me going let me tell you no my 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 fetish is my fetish is uh is just crapping all over jets coaches rich Cotite, robert sala rex ryan what a collection of stiffs yeah that doesn't but you get stiff to that that seems a little strange maybe that's your fetish oh boy oh rich Cotite stinks oh i'll grow oh boy i'll grow is terrible oh you gotta do better than that bruce coslin Oh, Let's man. Go. Oh, boy. Oh. Clean up aisle three. Gaze his eyes. Look right only at me. Only, only have eyes for Adam. Or at least try to look at me, Gaze. At least try. Oh, right there. All right, let's go back to the battle of the losers. I like that. Screech versus Urkel. Al Bundy versus Jefferson, the neighbor there. A couple losers. Oh, I'm married yeah. with children. Yeah. Goldberg, you got one? Yeah, you versus your brother, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how about college kids versus old movies? Will you get off that? Will you get off that? <laughs> no, speaking of kids, me and my brother, we had a lot of sleepovers um, when we were growing up because we lived in the same house. We were brothers. That's so not a sleepover, not idiot. Not a sleepover? That's no, not really a sleepover, That's called Mike. being alive. Well, he was over, and I was over, and we slept. So listen to this story, courtesy of Morning Man with Evan Cohen, Mike Babchik, and Willie Colon. On Saturday night, I actually you know, I went to this party. I actually, taught, I actually brought home uh, somebody else's child because uh, my daughter had her first sleepover. 
So it was arranged. It wasn't like I was Wait, picking somebody up. I'm glad you <laughs> arranged, glad you over, like, arranged marriage. Well, no, I, I, I thought you just, just mistook your daughter for another girl. Oh, <laughs> cool, Mike, you kidnapped somebody? That's awesome. Oh, Congratulations. God. I thought you forgot who your daughter was. This uh, is Tanya, not, my new daughter. <laughs> I love having fun with you guys. Uh, so, yeah, so, I, so she had a sleepover. need more kids in your house. Yes, yeah, so she had her first sleepover. <laughs> this, is, this is some fascinating things here, right? At midnight, my daughter woke up. They were sleeping in the same bed. My daughter is crying hysterically. She's like, get this girl out of my bed. I'm like, oh my god, that's not the way it works. So you gotta, like father, like daughter. You, go you let the way. kid sleep in the bed. We only have one bed. The two girls so are the, sleeping so in the bed. There's six. So five. The, so your kid hits the floor and, and the guest hits the bed. Ah, uh, well, they were. How t- big is the bed that your it's daughter not that has? Big. Well, that's the problem. She said her hand keeps hitting my head. I was like, all right. So you want to you want to kick her out? All right, fine. You come to my bed. So then I bring her to my bed. Then that girl who was sleeping over, she started crying. Where's Sammy? Oh, she's in my bed. Now it's like one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I was like, just sit here and try to go to bed. And she's like, well, I, I want to sleep with Sammy. And I was like, I, I can't take you into my bed. You're going to have to stay here. Yeah. That's the sleepover. Yeah. I go back to bed. It's like 1.30. She opens up the door. Babchick. You know, they all call Who's calling you Babchick? Her. She's a, a six-year-old girl calls you Babchick? This is Greg's daughter. It's my high school friend. They all call me Babchick. You got to right? So she goes, Babchick. I go, Babchick, what? what? She goes, I'm hungry. <laughs> I said, it's 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> That's like, you got to do something. This is ridiculous. So I got up. Me and this girl, Greg's daughter, sat there at 2 a.m. watching Netflix eating Cheetos. <laughs> she was hysterically crying at, at multiple points during this viewing experience. And we're watching, like, Sammy's show. The, I, I don't know, whatever. The, you. No, nah, it was... Um, Father of the Year. School Rush or something? It's a Netflix. Why, I get why you, are you pointing to Andrew? I bet you Andrew I don't know. Out of everybody here, who you think would know it? I bet you. I, he's a teen. He watches this teen crap. Right, yeah. Anyway, school Schoolhouse Rock? I don't. I don't know. No, what? no, no. no. So anyway, whatever it was, crying. Then she's like, School of Hard Knocks. No, she's like, I want to see my mommy. I never said goodbye. I'm like, Oh my god. So I was Facetiming them at like 2:30 in the morning. Oh my god. Take the home. Take it was the wor- It was such a horrible experience. I would have dropped her ass off. And then I went back to bed, and she was still in like in the living room watching TV at 3 a.m. And when I got up at like 8 a.m., she was still there. So oh I don't know. She, no, she slept. She slept and you were up early on Saturday doing um, live morning after 7 a.m. Yes. Eastern on Saturday. Wow. Yes. 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 Yeah. Of course. Man. No That's more sleepovers at Babchecks. Right now. So it wasn't good that I was, you know, Netflix and chill at 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> the six-year-old girl that's not yours. <laughs> Eating right. Cheetos. You were surprised that she was still there? Like, like what, <laughs> she was going to just just bust out at 5 in yeah, the morning? Yeah, was she going to drive herself yeah. home, Mike? Hey, <laughs> hey, here's cab fare, baby. Get your ass out of here. I was six. Insane. I understood that she'd be at the house. What I was, I was surprised she didn't go to the bedroom, to, like, back to bed, like, you know, to my daughter's room. But that's a great point. You know, you learn a six-year-old can't call her own Uber. That's what you learn. I think you learn that every child that should stay away from the Babchick family, possibly forever. Agreed. But what about my own? Them too. <laughs> now, on Babchick's morning after, we recapped the week, and I thought it was fitting since we're doing the show from the SiriusXM studios, and I'm away from my wife, that we call my wife right now, Bethany Babchick, and we ask her what she thought of the big week here on Channel 82. Beth. Yes. Hi. What do you want? It's a new segment on um, Morning After. That's the show. Do you know that I do a Saturday show? You don't do a Saturday show. I guess I do, Beth. I do it live. He does now. I do it live. I didn't tell you that. I do Babchick's Morning After. You're on. I want to know what you thought was the best moment of the week on Mad Dog Sports Radio. What do you think? I don't think anything. Why do I have to say what I think? Because I'll just do it, and I'll be nice to you. I'll do something for you. What do you want? Nothing. 
Hi, Beth. This is Brendan McCaffrey. Uh, nice to talk to you over the phone. What should Mike be doing around the house? I've gotten to know Mike a little bit. I don't think he does anything. Well, let's see. If he's going to throw his socks or boxers in the laundry basket, maybe he could make it into the laundry basket. Or his wadded-up tissues, if he could get those in the wastebasket. He just leaves them around the house, wadded-up tissues? Right there. Not even anywhere close to the trash can. Yeah, that's during uh, after Hand Central Station, Brendan. Th- those tissues are just, as my wife likes to call them, my, uh, what do you call them? Rags. Oh, gosh, Beth, jeez. Uh, all right, give us what is the best moment of the week on Mad Dog Sports Radio? The best moment of the week was Wednesday when you left the house to go to work. That's very, that's so kind of you. All right, I'm coming upstairs in a minute. Did I, that Billy got hit by a shopping cart? Okay, you could, we'll talk about that later. All right, there, and there's my wife on Baptrix Morning After. All right, goodbye, you're annoying. Okay, goodbye. I love you too. All right, there's my wife. I'm Patrick's morning after. Now time for my favorite moment of the week. It's the dog mess of the week. And this week, Mad Dog Chris Russo, well, he had on Dan Shaughnessy from the Boston Globe talking about some old school NBA basketball. It just struck me. Imagine being a dad of a player that good and, and not bothering to go to the game just to walk Larry out of your Burt. house and walk down. Larry so didn't Burt. didn't have a car or anything, but it was just Larry extraordinary Burt. that the life he lived and... <laughs> I think those values and being poor Larry Bird. Really helped him become a great Larry player. Bird. Larry Bird. Now I just picture a dog. Like he goes to a drive-thru, which like dog would never do that. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, sir, would you like a fries? Larry Bird. Uh, right, but would Dogs. you like fries? Larry Bird. Uh, you know, waiter goes up to the, uh, the table. All right. Uh, and what will you be ordering? To- Larry Bird. Why? Why? What? Huh? Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Now, Steve Torrey, program director of Mad Dog Sports Radio, how did we do today? I'm not even sure I know. Interesting. Very interesting. So that's, uh, we, we made it. Uh, yeah, woohoo! This is Steve Torrey coming at you here on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Oh, yes, there's Torrey in another episode of Baptrick's Morning After in the books for Brendan McCaffrey and Andrew Goldberg. I'll ask you a question. Are you pleased with your performance today? No. No, you, you guys sucked. Are you? No. I never am. (laughs) And also thanks to the Toilet Bowl Club, the TBC, they listen on the bowl. Nice Foul is their leader, and he tells me that Moto Foul and Mike from the OC are both brand-new members to the TBC. Mike in the OC has been on hold this entire show. Sorry, we're up against it. We ran out of time. Now, don't forget to download, subscribe, and follow Baptrix Morning After anywhere you get your podcast. Until next time, it's time to get my weekend on. This was Mike Babchick's Morning After. Now, time to put your head down and start the walk of shame. Talk to you next time, if there is next time.